Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! This week on said show, we are doing a couple movies I can keep forgetting the name of. Night Warning from 1982 and Family Plots, 1976. A comedy thriller, if you will, Daddy. Um, we'll get to those soon. Zom, how are you, sir? Well, I just had, uh, as they would say down here, a mess of scrambled eggs. Which were pretty good. I get the Southwest. They're just the egg whites, but they, it's uh, some kind of Southwest style that's in like a mm. milk carton, like a little cardboard oh, yeah. thingies. And uh, I just want some hot food. Now I'm fine. I'm so, Been eating healthy. I'm, so, I'm looking good. I've, I'm so jealous of poop. people that eat eggs. I, I want to like eggs, but goddamn, I've hated them my whole mm. life. They don't. And like they always look so great, I, except for hard boiled eggs. Honest to God, I'll make one of those big uh, salad things with my uh, food processor, and then I'll make like uh, a cup, one cu- or not even a cup, maybe like well, maybe like a cup of uh, those scrambled eggs, and I'll put that on top. It makes yeah. the all the vegetables, you know, so they're not real cold, and oh God, it goes good together. I put a little peanut butter sometimes yeah, like, on the edge, so I can get a little little uh, little crunchy peanut butter on the edge. Like a nice cheesy omelet just looks Jeez. amazing to me, but goddamn, like the smell of eggs just turned. Yeah, I had some gouda. Uh, I had a gouda omelet uh, yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, I need to go get some cheese. We're cheese people. I'm telling you what, God. people. This is the most dysfunctional fucking uh mentally <laughs> emotionally challenged podcast of eva yeah we just had about an hour of cry session yeah. essentially yeah. and uh nerves and we're fags yeah <laughs> as both Vincent, both Vincent was that, fucking that hate was us. A joke as far as the one of the movies we are going to be. yeah both Vincent would fucking so just don't hate send us me any today. hate mail <laughs> <laughs> or please send us yes. hate mail. It would be something. <laughs> hey, we do have some feed sack this week, actually. One that we got this week, and then uh, we got a couple from last week that I completely glossed over and forgot. So. Yeah, um, I got chastised for it, too. I did. I did. And I, that made me realize, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> when I said I missed it, I literally did because I just assumed we didn't have any, so I didn't even bother opening the email. And we had two. Yeah, we, we don't have any fucking feedback. 
Yeah, I I just assumed we didn't, and uh, yeah, there it was waiting for me. Um, yeah, it's been. I called out once this week. What? I had one of those nights where I fucking didn't sleep, yeah. and uh, then I've had three days off, and I'm just fucking like Friday. I was just so bored and like anxious, and I went and I bought like. I don't know. I went to Target. Oh, God. I was like walking around. Like I did the Zom. I was pushing the cart around Target. <laughs> did you fill <laughs> it up? Buy a bunch cloth. of stuff, or did you put? Some- no, I didn't. I've been doing good. I haven't. I've been doing so well with not spending like pointless money. I did buy some washcloth. Yeah. And I bought a trash can for this uh, room because uh, I, I'm going to try to. I've been drawing some. I'm going to try to paint a little bit. So yeah. I got some, the washcloths. I was just like, it was like three dollars for a stack of them. I'm just going to use them as rags, basically. My dad used to use his old jockey shorts as rags. <laughs> well, I don't, and that I don't was weighed about two fifty, like, and the the waistband would be so stretched out. And he, <laughs> we would use this. Literally, I mean, seriously, it would almost make me ill to like be dusting the furniture mm-hmm. with my dad's big old pair of underwear and it have holes in it. He'd wear them until they were like really holy. And then he'd be outside like fucking, this is before you had all the automatic car washes, washing our car right out there on the sidewalk and shit with people like walking by and stuff with the, this big pair of fucking uh, giant stretched, stretched out, out underpants. And he would wear like these blue cut off work pants and he would, you know, remember like Dr. J and uh, Larry Birdman when they would wear their shorts, how short they were? He yeah. would cut them off that short and then have a <laughs> pair of black socks on and these Wolverine work shoes. And his legs were real white. And then he's kind of had a, 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 a hairy belly and a fucking mustache like um, uh, Tom Selleck. My dad's like been William in Asher in, week, in Family Plot. <laughs> The, that was that was a soliloquy uh, to my dad who was in the hospital all week this week. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> Dad's on, Dad's on is is on the mend. He's feeling better. Yeah, he's so out of the good. hospital. Ugh. <sighs> that was that so, was a fucking uh, uh, a, a total grind because that was the second time. Now the first time was way worse because he was in intensive yeah, yeah. care for like nine days, but this time was. Four days, he was conscious the entire time. Uh, my sister and I both got to see his naked ass, and she informed me that she got to see it all because she was there before I got. To- she got the dad zom full monster. Yeah, so that's you know, I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I don't do well with hospitals, so I'm not looking forward to that. That well, I'm telling you what, women, all the fucking women. Around here, now I don't know about anywhere else, are at the fucking hospital. They're even the the woman that was working in the cafeteria. I was fucking. My sister goes and gets her food and sits down at the table. I'm checking out with my big uh, spinach salad and and everything, and I'm flirting with this woman, Victoria, at the hospital, mm-hmm. and. And I went and sat down. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with me? You know, I'm like, and then I saw this redneck girl. I stopped to um, go through McDonald's drive through on the way out because I was starving. And um, and it's in this, they put it in the, on Route 50 in the middle of nowhere. But it's like the only place to eat, like between where I live and where my mom and dad live on that big straight stretch of road. So I stopped there and I went through the drive through. And here comes this redneck girl. With the tightest redneck white trash pants on, jeans, and and like dressed like probably from like the 
I don't know, 1988. We'll just say 87. That's Sammy. But then I'm looking out the window and I'm playing fucking Bob Seger. And I'm fucking like, (laughs) the look, you know, like a fucking douche, like fucking Matthew McConaughey and Dazed and Confused. All right, all right, all right. Yes, I'm so gross. It's (laughs) sickening. I don't know. I must be like in rut, like a fucking deer. Because uh, like one second, one second, I'll be like that chick right there. One in one second, if she would have come over and like got in the car and wanted to just whatever, but then you might have done whatever. Two seconds later, but then you would have felt I'm bad like, and thrown up. After fuck, I'm so gross. This is gross. <laughs> uh, we need pills. Personality. I may be schizophrenic. We need pills. I'm actually going to like a page on Facebook called Crosby Sucks. Okay, now I feel better. Crosby? Yeah, Sid the Kid. Like Bing Crosby? Yeah. I like Coop because oh. I'll say something about Sid the Kid. He goes, he's not a fucking kid. He's like 30 fucking some years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's a dumb podcast. I am out of control. Yeah, well... It helps. It's this is our this is our uh, this is our release. This I is our out for the week to go and get on some medication. I think I the last time I took medication, it fucked me up so bad, like in a bad way. Yeah, like it was. Um, I don't think I don't remember what it was, and that's why I'm scared to try any other ones. But like it was like I took it one time, and I, at first, like within an hour. I was so, like, the room was spinning. Ugh. I thought I was going to throw up. And, like, all night, I was up all night, like, shivering. And then the next day, the, the headache hit. Is that and, like, the, I never. How long ago was that? Because I thought I remembered something like that. It was, uh, I was still, we were still married. So were we doing was... the podcast? I don't know. I can't remember. Oops. Yeah, I, I was at Apple. So we started this. God, when did we start the podcast? 2011? Jesus Christ. August of 2011. No, I really want to vomit. Think about all the time we've wasted. (laughs) All the hours. Um, It might have, we must have been, but, but I've never, I've never had a migraine before, but if that's, if that, that's probably, that's how they describe it. It was like this, like crushing, like metal band around my eyes and my head. Fucking get off that shit. And like, and that was only taking one. And I was like, God, and they were like, you, you, know, you got to get used to it. I'm like, well, fuck, if I feel half that bad, I never want to take this again. Do you remember? So I just had a bad reaction to it, I guess, or something. Well, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. Okay, first of all, my one girlfriend told me when I was taking this shit at one time, uh, she wanted me to stop taking it. She goes, you're not like you. You're not yourself. Yeah. Uh, but that might have been a good thing because I wasn't so fucking manic and stupid. <laughs> But I will tell you this. I could not fucking come. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you tried to masturbate taking some of that antidepressant stuff, you will fucking, your arm will fall off. <laughs> you can't get to the end. The, the point. You can't. Yeah. You can't. And then it's like, well, I don't want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite pastime. 
<laughs> no, literally. And so, and I can't remember. I, I couldn't stay on it because I was too impulsive and compulsive. So I would be like, oh, I feel better. I'm getting off of it. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm getting back on. Oh, I'm getting off of it. You know, and it was just all mess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, Maybe I, I, we should I just know. be fucking men and stop being fucking pussified <laughs> American. Quivering just masses. Yeah, go out and take what you want. <sighs> Anyway, uh, well, so we'll get to. I guess we'll talk about one uh, one escape we have from our own minds is uh, what we've been watching this week. All righty, let me get in. And hockey's not one of them, apparently. For well, you, well, I don't know what's it. going on. I called the cable company, and I got an. As soon as I put it, it said to put in your zip code. And as soon as I put in my zip code, it said they were experiencing technical issues. Now I have Comcast, but I also have my internet through Comcast. Which was working. Okay. Then they said, wait 24 hours and try again. So I did. And um, I haven't checked it this morning. But the one thing that I found was, okay, I have the cable box upstairs. But then down in the basement where I have my smart TV, I just have this little box that they give you that's about as big as a baseball card. And Mm -hmm. it goes from like channel 2 to channel 266. But it doesn't get any of the higher channels. Um, and I just got that for my second TV. I, I, it's cheaper. It's, you didn't have to pay for a second box. What's those, uh, channel, you those were working. What's the name of your ser- your hockey service? Uh, the thing, the thing, the membership. It's the uh, uh, NHL Center Ice. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to look up something. So, um, I'll try it again here this morning. Maybe it's back on, but they, they did. But see, the thing is they did say that they were having problems and yada yada yada. So I mean, it was obviously. But I'm like, what the? F- I've never had that before. I've had it with my internet, but I've never had it with the TV. Dig it. Okay. So oh, now, what have, I, have you tried I, watching it via like an app on your iPad or anything? No. Because I forgot that I could do that. Well, shit. Yeah, because I mean, if your internet's working, because I do that with the MLB network. Now I have it on my Apple TVs here. But I can watch it like on my phone at work or something. Fuck! I forgot about that. I could, I missed two Flyer games, including the Flyers versus the McLarge Huge. Uh, what is that team called? The Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. <laughs> something like that. I wanted to watch. That I looked game. up what a Blue Jacket was. It's some Revolutionary War. Thing. Yeah, he had to explain that to me because or Civil War. When or they first the started, their logo was like a, a uh, like a wasp or a hornet. Which I guess is a blue jacket, and when we, when Jake and I, Jake and Yuri and I have went to I think two or three games in Columbus, and they still have that like mascot that walks around. It's like a blue hornet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, what have you been watching? I have been watching. I finally watched King Rat uh, with George Siegel, uh, which um, I had talked about watching before, but then I put it off. We had just watched uh, Stalag 17, and it this is also a World War II um, prison camp, uh, prisoner of war camp uh, movie mm-hmm. from 1965. And um, it's a, based on a famous novel and everything. Um, it was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, Siegel's character is a lot like uh, Sefton in Stalag 17. He's the... Um, um, kind of the the scrounger guy, the guy that has like cl- a clean uniform and everything. He deals right. with the guards as far as trading and stuff like that. 
but there was a different kind of uh, slant to it. The whole place, the whole place where this big prison was, and I mean, it looked like a fucking super max kind of prison almost, but the, the prisoners would just live out. They only had a certain amount of guards and the prisoners would just live out and just be able to walk and go wherever they wanted because it was on an island and there was nowhere to go. They'd drop them off there and then, you know, you could try and swim for it, but you'd be swimming for thousands of miles and you'd be dead. Um, but it was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I actually, I think I did just rent this one. I didn't buy it, but I, it, and, and for some reason I had thought I had seen it before and I thought it was in collar. But maybe I was just remembering seeing a poster that was in color because the whole thing's in black and white. Very fucking good movie. Big recommend. And it got it was a big recommend from our uh, our uh, uh, friends. Our group. our group. The next thing I watched was from 2015. This is a new one, directed by Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden and or Bowden and written by both of them, and it's called Mississippi Grind. And it stars Ben Mendelsohn. Is it Ben Mendelsohn? Yes. And Ryan Reynolds. And he is the guy that was the real gross, um, I think, Australian guy in what was the Brad Pitt, James Gandolfini movie where um, oh, oh, it was, um, he was a hitman and it was getting. Fuck, what was the name of that? I like that. But anyway, one. he was the kind of the gross guy in that one at the beginning with the partner. Uh, was that killing them softly? Yes, yes. And so he's he's a good actor to me. This one kind of it got really like it was like got pretty good things on um, Rotten Tomatoes, but it's uh, about gambling addiction. Um, mm. But I just thought that it kind of went nowhere. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of other ones like Owning Mahoney, even uh, the one with uh, Matt Damon and. Um, uh, Ed Norton was, you know, but well, that was a different, that one really wasn't about being, yeah, well, it kind of was owning Mahoney's really good. And of course, uh, the gambler with, uh, James Caan and don't watch the one with fucking Mark Wahlberg. Cause it sucked. It was just, it was just <laughs> the James Caan hit Mark Wahlberg trying to be James Caan. I watched, uh, 2015's the man from uncle, uh, directed and written by Guy Ritchie, or he wrote the screenplay. And I like that. As uh, Henri Cavill and uh, Army Hammer. Uh, Superman. And uh, Ex Machina Chick, who uh, I need to tell my friends at work that it's not Ex Machina, because they keep saying... Oh, somebody said that the other day, and I wanted one of my customers at work, and I really wanted to correct them, yeah. but I didn't. Well, I kind of wanted to correct my two of my friends at work last night, but... I just didn't want to be a dick. Uh, I like this one. And, um, you know, uh, the the TV show was just a little bit before my time, and we didn't get the reruns. But my sister, my oldest sister, and my two cousins who were older uh, uh, watched this and really liked it. And, you know, that was Robert Vaughn and um, uh, uh, David McCallum played. Uh, and was the, was the TV show, do you know, was it lighthearted like the movie? Yeah. And, and, okay. But like you know, David McCallum, they had Army Hammer as like this, uh, uh, almost like a, a not Drago, a cross between Drago and Nikolai Volkov or something. He was supposed to be this big <laughs> giant guy. And of course, David McCallum did that. Uh, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Henry? Uh, uh, is it? Is, I always want to say Henri Cavill. <laughs> I think it's just Cavill. Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was good. Um, he, he was doing. 
his kind of American accent. Uh, he's not American, mm-hmm. is he? No, he's uh, he's Australian. That's what I thought. I, I was gonna say I, I could kind of tell that he was doing an American. No, he's British. He's British. But but they were both good. They're both like good. My sister is in love with him, and this is the Lone Ranger. I think I am too. That's a handsome motherfucker. See, he's a handsome motherfucker. And um, <laughs> um, the the uh, the little chick, she's she's a cutie. And you get to see in Ex Machina, you get to see her in the full meal deal. Um, mm-hmm. I watched 2015's A Christmas Horror Story, which uh, stars William Shatner. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, okay, now uh, I saw the trailer for this, and I was at Walmart, and it was there. And I thought, fuck, man, it's uh, uh, Krampus versus Santa Claus. It was almost like Lobo versus Lobo's paramilitary Christmas. And uh, so I watched it. This one isn't bad. Um, mm-hmm. I like what uh, Krampus looks like. He's fucking cool as shit. I wish they would have showed him some more. Uh, it's got about four or five different stories going on at the same time. I like the whole thing. Santa was pretty badass old dude. And um, mm-hmm. it's not great. But it's worth a watch. And in comparison to what I'm going to say next, it is a fucking Academy Award winner. Uh-oh. There are two Krampus movies coming out in 2015. A Christmas Horror Story, the one with William Shatner. Okay. And then there's one called Krampus. And when I was at Walmart, they had two movies side by side. A Christmas Horror Story and Krampus. So I thought, fuck, man. Krampus with Adam Scott and Tony Collette. No. No? There's another one right that's maybe out right now. I thought it okay. The one in no, the no, theater. No, no. The one with the one that you just said is coming out in the theater. And it's I think it just came out this yes, week. And it's or like nice cast and it looks good. I thought that's what I was buying. I thought uh. <laughs> I thought it went straight to DVD and I'm getting both the new Krampus movies. I unfortunately bought a movie called Krampus the Reckoning. Now, <laughs> yeah, I'm listen up, people, and listen to Uncle Zom real hard. <laughs> oh, it has a two point six on the. <laughs> buy this fucking movie. Okay, now I I wouldn't mind putting it in the mail to the cinemasochist Justin Oberholzer, so he can watch it because he loves steaming piles of shit now he may be disappointed because this isn't even a steaming pile of shit it's not even a cold turd it doesn't have enough substance to be either it is oh it's just like it's just like a dusty fart fucking horrible okay krampus in this is okay it is pretty much like i was gonna say it's it's like one of those sci-fi shitty sci-fi originals and it may be Mm -hmm. but i think it's worse uh, they only show they don't show Krampus that much and he doesn't really he shows up the people see him and then they start to melt because he's just like an animated thing I mean it doesn't even it's it's the worst CGI it's the cheapest shittiest CGI you can possibly have so they don't show him that much and then it's nobody you know the story isn't good it's awful. And I bought that motherfucker, and I I don't know. I, There's another look, looks like another direct video called Cra- 
Krampus the Christmas Devil. You maybe you should. It's on iTunes. <laughs> it looks equally bad. And and I I like the idea of Krampus. I, but I mean, you know, I want to see the 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 one the new one. Uh, like I said, the one with Shatner wasn't bad. It wasn't great though. But mm-hmm. Krampus looked cool, and fighting Santa Claus was cool. That was cool. And then the elves, his elves get like some kind of a, uh, some kind of virus or something, and they go nuts. So then they're all jumping on Santa, trying to fucking kill him. And they're like, and it's R rated too. They're like, hey, motherfucker, fuck you, you motherfucker to Santa. Now, I will say this about Krampus the Reckoning is that within the first, I would say, five fucking minutes of this movie, you get Krampus killing somebody pretty quick. But still, you're like, okay, you know, it's bloody. And you get a fucking sex scene that's pretty fucking nasty. I mean, like dirty. But after that, you're fucked. Did you ever see the Norwegian one, Rare Exports? No, uh, El Goro was talking about it, and you had told me about it. And I yeah, you'd like that I, one then if you like the if you like the horror Santa movies. I do like, like horror one. Santa. Yeah, uh, I watched one um, last. I don't know if it was last year or a couple years. God, that Lacey von Erich is fucking hot. Um, <laughs> probably maybe it was two years ago or something. I can't even remember what it was called, but it was like a badass psycho Santa, and it was a newer one, and I liked it. I just like the idea mm-hmm. of Santa kicking ass. So anyway, that's it. I don't watch That's all you want? Yeah. I see. Um, let's see. Well, I almost went to the theater. Man, I guess it was a man, it was a week ago yesterday. And I totally like by the I, I waited around after work to see it to go because it was starting. And if if I ever leave, if I go home, I'm no I don't go back out. Yeah. So yeah, and I work right next to a movie theater. So um I just hung around and like ate and like just fucked around at work. Well, I wasn't clocked in. I just sat there and read and stuff to pause to see this movie Brooklyn. And then I totally psyched myself out and decided not to go see it anyway. So I wasted a whole hour. But anyway, um, I did got finally go see it a couple days later. Brooklyn. Um, this is um, it's about an, it's a it's a it set, takes place in the fifties in New York, and it uh, it's about an Irish immigrant girl played by i don't know how to say her name sour it's it's s-a-o-i three three vowels in a row i'm totally fucked cerise or something like that ronan she was in um she looked familiar she yeah she was in she was the 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 young love interest in grand budapest hotel oh yes the one with the thing on her face yeah yeah um, oh, she was. Isn't that the chick from Hannah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's and like okay. This movie is not my cup of tea. Uh, um, it's good, and I'm interested to see. I was. In, I didn't know this. I was, I'm interested to see that Nick Hornby did the screenplay, um, but not. He didn't write the novel. It's 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 a good movie. She's really great in it, um, but. I don't know. It, it just, I don't know. It's, I don't think it was, it's not, not my demographic really, but I, I thought it was fine. What is um, your demographic? <laughs> Nervous middle-aged jerks. Oh God. Um, we should start a fucking the, club. <laughs> the, uh, 
but the I mean I I, I do recommend this. Um, it's I mean it's a romantic kind of movie, but it's not. It doesn't go down um, any kind of like path that I was expecting of this type of movie. They they kept it pretty uh, realistic. There's not a lot of uh, you know. It, it it wasn't melodramatic, which I appreciate it. And you get to sh- see her uh, have diarrhea in a bucket, so that's always a plus. Oh, <laughs> if you're Jimmy Valiant, she was she was sick. She was sick uh, on the boat, and uh, dig it. she has to shit in a bucket because the bathroom's locked. Um, let's see. And okay, before that movie, um, there were two trailers that really piqued my interest and I'm not a trailer guy so and this is why because I usually watch them and get all pumped and then the movie sucks but uh, one was for this new movie called Youth coming out with Michael Caine and Harvey Keitel oh yeah and it looked good it looked pretty it looks it's a good trailer um I think it's mostly Michael Caine I think it's his his movie so it looks it looks good but there was another one and I'm I keep forgetting the name of this one Anomalisa this is a new animated movie written by Charlie Kaufman. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um it looks really cool and the the, <laughs> the the synopsis spoke to me. A man crippled by the mundanity of life experiences or love of life experiences something out of the ordinary. Um, but the, the, the trailer looked just really looked good. So I had to go home and watch some Charlie Kaufman movies. Mm. Uh, so I watched eternal sunshine of the spotless. I have never seen that. The time. You, you, you would like this one. Cause it's like, it's a good combination. Will it make me cry? Kaufman's Probably. Because I have often thought that if I could just wipe certain parts of my brain, uh, clean <laughs> from the, the, uh, the, uh, virus of, uh, past humans. Yes. Um, I I think yeah I think you would dig this one a lot and it's apparently it's it's on Amazon Prime right now. So. I heard Randy Savage had a lot of the same problems that we have. Dig it, dig it. Look um, what happened. To him. But oh, and I've seen I've, I've probably seen this movie a dozen times and I still like it a lot. And I also watched a, a much denser movie written and directed by Charlie Kaufman, Synecdoche, New York. Never seen um, that. This is probably probably the third time I've seen this one. And this one is not as near, not nearly as accessible. Um, it's is uh, this is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and he's really good in it. And it gets a little unusual. <laughs> I guess you get, well, most of Kaufman movies do it. Seems, but um, He is kind of a little bit of an odd duck. Yeah. But I, I like this one a lot. And I like what I like about Kaufman so much is how like, I could just, I don't know, I, I might be totally crushed someday to find out otherwise, but it seems like every movie he ever writes is totally autobiographical in some way, <laughs> where even even adaptation, where Nicolas Cage plays, Oh, yeah, I like that one. That I was guess him. What's his name? Yeah. Chris Cooper with the fucking no teeth and shit. Yeah, and, and um, what's that other one? That other Kaufman movie, um, adapt, or uh, not adapt, I just said that, um, Being John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah that was really an like odd that. movie. Yeah. Um, but Synecdoche, New York, it's, this one definitely isn't for everybody, but I still admire it. It's hard to get into just because of how, how many weird turns it takes, I guess, by the end. But 
it's you know I don't know if I don't know if the point of this is to understand exactly everything that's going on in this guy's head, but that it's like more of like the journey you're taking. Uh, it's just a little long, but um, let's see. I went back to the theater and I watched Creed, um, directed by Ryan Coogler. Um, now, if you like the first Rocky movie, you'll probably really like this. It is not like the other Rocky movies, and it doesn't feel quite as much like a underdog story as I was thinking. Now it is, but I mean Rocky movies always end up that right. way. But they do a really good job of digging into this. Uh, Adonis Johnson is the guy's name, and he's Apollo Creed's illegitimate son. Adonis Johnson. Adonis Johnson. Mm. He is so Apollo Creed had a an affair, and he with is Adrian Apollo Creed's son. No, <laughs> you're 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 slash fiction fantasy. No, with um, well they never say who, but he's then adopted by, like later on he's like going through group homes and stuff, and he's adopted by Apollo's uh, widow, hmm. and raised by her. Hmm. Um, and then he you know. He's got this huge chip on his shoulder, and you know, never having never met his dad. But the the movie kind of ends up being like him feeling like he needs to live up to something, and and Sylvester Stallone. It's funny the 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 arc that Rocky has taken because it's like we did Rocky Four, and by Rocky Four he's like super smart and rich and handsome, and then like he go, starts going downhill again after that, and then this one he's back to like dumb poor Rocky. Dumb. Poor <laughs> he lives Rocky. in a shitty house. And I would like to see this. Okay, now I don't know what happens, and I, you know, you don't don't tell me. But I okay. would like to see like something like that happen. And the guy's got a chip on his shoulder, and so then you know he's going to train and all this and that. But that he sucks and he's never any good. He can't box <laughs> worth shit, and he ends up just having to accept the fact that he likes comic books, he likes watching movies, and you know. Life is going oh. to be not getting beaten in the face till you're till you have brain damage, but getting a fucking job and just living a life. Yeah, well, well, I, you don't have to. I don't think you have to see that movie. Did I just write it. <laughs> you might just live it. No, this is. I, I I liked this. I'm not as like high on it as a lot of people have been. Michael B. Jordan is fucking great. Would it be he's good. Like he, they've, he's cast well. What's that? Would it be better if you were high on it? Maybe. Um, Sylvester Stallone is good in it. Um, I got, I got, I felt the lump a few times. Uh, like what? It's because the Stallone. It, it there's, there's some good touching moments in it. Yeah. Oh. I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil anything with that, that lump. But. I thought you meant the other one. Look at <laughs> Stallone's veins. Barrel. <laughs> He doesn't even like Stallone. Stallone, I'm I'm happy to say, is not afraid to look old and tired in this does he, movie. Does, do you ever see Stallone with his shirt off? Nope. Good. I don't even think you see him with shorts. I, I hope that he was kind of fat and puffy and not like he was. A little, yeah, he was definitely puffy and was not coloring his hair. But you know what? When he, he has is gray super hair. ripped now, his head still looks fat and puffy. He, <laughs> well, HGH will do yeah, that. Yeah, his skull grew. Um. Which, so I, I do recommend this one quite a bit, and uh, that the guy that plays 
Adonis Creed is uh, he's really good. He's been, and uh, the director Storm, there, isn't it? There's a um, there's a the the first boxing match they show is I don't know if they they wove it together with CGI, but it's like a continuous shot that keeps going around the ring. It's really fucking cool. Um, but the there there is some like Rocky type boxing in it where it's like, come on, just put your hands up and you won't get punched so many times and. But you know it's 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 to be expected. But best Rocky movie I've seen in a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, just while no. we're here, quickly, mm-hmm. how what rate the Rocky movies? Which which one's number one for you? Um. One, God, see, one's a toss up for me because I really like I like Rocky one and three. I really like Rocky f- and I really really like four. Well, you like four. <laughs> I like four because it's so ridiculous, and I love Dolph. See, I like one um, and Clubber Lang, three, Clubber, Clubber Lang. But I like so I'm two. Thinking, Mine would be one, yeah. three, two. The rest of them all suck. And I like four because of how because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah, and, Dolph, and Dolph I would like be four. one, one, three, two, four. And then I don't honestly, I don't even remember the fifth one. Was that the one with Tommy Morrison? Yeah. Oh, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. I don't remember. I, I've seen that one once, and I probably saw it when it first came out on VHS. He got and dumb again for that one. He was dumb. Yeah. See I, don't, see, I don't even remember. And then the Rocky Balboa movie. Wait, was that Rocky Balboa? I saw the that one. one the newer one? 2006. That one was okay. Yeah. I like that one all right. Yeah. Um, It's not memorable. I don't really remember anything about it. I mean, for me, it's not. I mean, I guess this is a Rocky movie, but this is more of like a parallel story Rocky movie. What are, do you think they could make a Rocky movie without boxing? Like there's no boxing in it? <laughs> no, no way. No? He's not now. They've they've taken him unless he gets smart or something again. There's I don't know. Like make a know. Rocky movie about post or post concussion syndrome. <laughs> I think he has it in this movie. Maybe that's, why, maybe that's why he got dumb and poor again. Yeah, well. Well, Jesus Christ! He's still How the fuck did he get smart? Uh, I don't know. Stupid. He's still he's still running the restaurant like he did in Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Uh, uh. Um, but then, okay, so I watched also Ryan Coogler's previous movie, Fruitvale Station, also starring Michael B. Jordan. Mm. This is based on a true story of this guy Oscar Grant that who was. Uh, Shot maybe or maybe not by accident at a train station in Oakland mm-hmm. in 2008. So it's kind of a almost like a day in a life type story, and it's I mean this is it's really good too. And he's he's just he's one to watch, man. He's good. Um, this is a well, it's 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 it gets touching. Everybody's good in it, but he's he's a standout. So well, here's a question. This is a good little you. movie. It's. What's Here's a, que- I got a question for you, and this is okay. off topic, but I just saw something. I wanted to ask you your opinion. Do you think the Russians in wrestling at their peak uh-huh. would have been success- as, as successful if they wouldn't have had Nikita ever at all, if it would have just been Barry Darso and Ivan Koloff? No, and I'll, I'll tell you why. But they and were I, the I, ones I, that did almost all the wrestling. It is, it is. But there was one thing I noticed the other day. 
I was watching. So they've added some old Crockett stuff on the on WWE Network. Mm-hmm. So I was watching an episode, and uh, you you know the Russian bear. Uh, Ivan always, he always kept true to the character. Well, Barry Darso, that dude did not even try to act. Well, he wasn't supposed to be Russian. (laughs) He was a turncoat. He was a traitor. He was, he was Barry, he was Barry Darso, the the man mountain Darso. He was in mouth and he turned on his country and became a traitor to the country and went with Nikolai Volkov and became Crusher Khrushchev. So, so okay. never I, I always, I always thought he was, because I heard his accent. I was like, "You're not even trying." Um, okay, I didn't know that. But um, he I don't did know. have I the mean, charisma. Nikita, yeah, Nikita with his fuck the chain, like, and the, the I don't know. The? He was just a monster. He was scary, yeah. and he worked like he wasn't the best wrestler. But man, watching him and Magnum TA was just fucking amazing. Fucking and like, I don't think. And I loved when Magnum like hung him over the top rope and all that yeah. shit with the chain, and or was it the other way around? Either way, but remember when the chain that... slid out of the ring like a snake? He used it to hit Magnum <laughs> and knocked him out, and the chain fucking just like it, he pushed it off to the side, <laughs> and part of it and started it falling off, and it just it just like literally like a living thing slid <laughs> out of the ring. But I don't know because I don't think I don't I. I don't think I don't think uh, Darso had the had he wasn't a scary. He could work, but he didn't have charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like he was, I honestly he was still best for me when he was the, when the he golfer. was uh, demolition. <laughs> Remember What'd when he say? was the golfer? Oh yeah, the he golfer like and the fucking um, the one that repossessed Repo everything. Man, yeah, Repo he got over his Repo Man though. Well, he did, and he he sold it. Yeah. I mean, he he went with it. Didn't he? What did he um, steal? Didn't he steal somebody's dog or something? Or he stole, he repossessed something. He he stole Macho Man's hat. Oh God! That started That's something stupid. once. He stole. I thought he did something good. Maybe I'm thinking about when uh, Big Boss Man ate Al Snow's dog. <laughs> <laughs> now that still gets. Oh my God! Wrestling is stupid. Yeah, you know what? Speaking They're of... saying that the fucking WWE's ratings are really going down the tank. Yeah, they're asking yeah, the fans what's yeah. wrong. Well, if they, I mean, they need to listen to the fans. That's the problem. They don't. They they keep they keep pushing forward instead of going with what people want to see. Yeah. You know, like it, to they, me, you know, it's almost the people like that get the pops and Triple H or whatever is one of these people that's like, if the fans want this, I'm gonna do the opposite. You know. <laughs> well, I wonder how much Vince still has control over that though. Like, I think it still might be him. He's pretty old. Um, yeah, because he just seems a little. Uh, he, I, I think if it were up to him, we'd still have like fucking the, you know, all the comic book characters yeah. of the eighties. Uh, the fucking to Toilet Man and uh, yeah. T.L. Hopper, Bro- Brooklyn Brawler, mm-hmm. and fucking the S- Skinner and Pat Patterson, Nails. Remember Nails? He sucked. Nails, Nails choked Vince literally for real, and got fired. He, atta- he attacked Vince, <laughs> and uh, then when they called the cops, before the cops got, or as soon as he, as soon as he choked, he choked Vince like out in his office, mm. and then he went out and got on the phone and called the cops and said he wanted to report that he had been sexually harassed. So the way he got out of getting in By trouble, who? he said that Vince grabbed his dick. 
So uh. that, and so he was just defending himself. So they didn't want it to go to court or anything. But what it was, it was something uh. about a payoff or whatever, and, and he got pissed. Oh, yeah. He was a real like uh, what it badass. Is, isn't it? Um, I don't is know. This I mean, movies. Yeah, something. I do like. I'll tell you what. I think my favorite thing still right now, and it. I've, I don't know that I've ever had a turnaround like this in my wrestling fandom, is New Day. I don't even know who They're that is. Fucking hysterical. They. It's it's Kofi Kingston. Is it like Green Day? It's or? Xavier. No, it's okay. okay. So when they started, it was a total Vince idea, obviously, because they started out as like, like there were he, there were faces. And they were supposed to be super positive and like gospel. And it was totally like, <laughs> it was probably racist. Yeah. And it was terrible. They were so bad. It's Big E Langston. It's Xavier Woods. But then and everybody Kofi hated Kingston. him, so they turned him heel. Everybody hated him, so they turned him heel. And it was genius. And now they're so fucking obnoxious. See, that's what they it's did awesome. with Honky Tonk Man. And then I thought they did that with somebody else that was being like, no, no. Because Jake tried to so be religious, now, and then Shawn Michaels did. They come out, and they do this, like, they do a promo on the audience every time, and it's it's the same thing, but it's always hilarious. Xavier Woods is kind of like the Michael Hayes, so he doesn't wrestle every time, but they do what they call Freebird rules with the tag titles, so, like, any of them can defend it. And But he stands outside most of the time, and he has a trombone, <laughs> and he just, like, blows it the whole fucking match. And like they had this one move, I don't know what they call it, where one of them will like stomp a dude in the corner, then they'll tag, and they just keep rotating out and stomping, stomping, stomping all over again. They should have Kurt and Cameron. every time they stomp, Xavier Woods is out there going like honking the. They should have the Kurt Cameron be their manager. <laughs> well, they're not gospel anymore. Now oh. they just talk about the power of positivity. I think it'd be better if they, and they were are gospel. Like, they're like you got you got to clap and blah blah blah, and then and then. Um, I don't know. They're really funny, and now they're doing this whole unicorn thing, like powers of the unicorn. <laughs> like they're ridic- They're so obnoxious, but they're really funny. Yeah. And then you can tell they like get along with each other too, so that helps. Did you anyway, see where uh, Seamus got fucking hit by a beer bottle or something at, in West no. Virginia? Some fan threw a beer bottle at him and fucking busted his Yikes. head open. Jesus, yeah, rednecks. He's really boring, but I don't ever want to see that. Shamoose. Um, okay, I'll finish up. The I watched Tianlong Babu <laughs> or uh The Battle Wizard. This is a Shaw Brothers movie and it's pretty awesome. Huh. <laughs> it's like it's like an hour and fifteen minutes long, but it's like people throwing fucking poison snakes at each other and what year was breathing that? fire and seventy seven. Oh, okay. What's it called? Um Battle oh, Wizard. Battle Wizard, I'm already done. Yep, I can. I can. Uh, I'll send you a copy of the DVD. Know what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I like this one a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was like I said, it's really short. It's a little like an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, I watched uh, one I rented off iTunes. Then I'm sad to see that it was actually on Amazon Prime for free. But uh, it was only ninety nine cents. So whatever. Uh, While we're young, Noah Baumbach. Uh, this is Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts. And uh, it's a good little movie. Um, it it kind of wore its welcome by the end, but um, it's about kind of forty somethings, and they make friends with these twenty somethings uh, who are all like they're all hipster and and they like want to go out and you know experience life and all this stuff. And then you have like the middle aged couple trying to keep up, and it's it's a it's, experience it's a experience life. Yeah, and all the fucking boring um, fart noises it has to offer. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's, it was a good little movie. Um, and then I watched last night. Uh, I kind of I put it on. I was on Hulu. Uh, the Rocks, Hercules, twenty fourteen. I was into this the first half, huh? and it lost me by the end. Um, it was all right, I guess. Um, uh, the Rock's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I I was I was really into the first bit of it when it shows him doing his trials and like fighting the Hydra and all this shit. <laughs> but by the time the like the main story starts to like chug along, because like, there's this huge battle in the middle. With these guys that are like like these fucking savages with tattoos all over them, and and I'll tell you what, this is the most violent PG thirteen movie I've seen in a long time. I don't if, if there were blood in this, this have to be like rated C seventeen because there's fucking like stabbings and slashings and arrows and I don't know how they they had to keep keep things like just off the screen to keep this rated R. I'm from rated R, I think, but eh, it's all right. I mean, it's not great. I, I kind of want to go watch the the Jim Morrison uh, or John Morrison. Like direct to video Hercules movie now, mm. which looks like a turd, but I'll probably enjoy it too. But I mean, it's okay; it's not great. But that's all I watch. Um. All right. Well, that went on. So let's take a break and come back, and uh, we'll start with Night Warning. We'll end with Hitchcock. Uh, so we will come back and review 1982's Night Warning or Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. We'll be right back. Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple of guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, Penis. I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. You woke up with a cock in your mouth. Would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. How big is the cock? <laughs> You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. Each one interconnected. <laughs> to look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right Character arm. Character from I said an old that. Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have, it's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. <laughs> it sounds like this. So when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious Podcast on iTunes or AreYouSeriousPodcast.com. I don't know, or Night Warning. I don't understand the title of either of these. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, or Night Warning from 1982. I don't know if that... A haunting rhyme for bedtime. The poster doesn't even look right. Anyway. Uh, Zom, would you care to synopsize? An orphan teenager finds himself being dominated by his aunt, who's hell-bent on keeping him with her at all costs. 
Um, now, this is our second, second William Asher movie. Um, the first being Johnny Cool, the Henry Silva movie. Was that the last Henry Silva movie we did? Was that what we did for like 175, which feels like a year ago? I don't remember. I thought we had done one since then. Maybe not. Dig it. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, starring Jimmy McNichol. Is he related to Christy McNichol? Brother and sister. Really? Yeah, fuck, they look alike. He had a little more success than him. Yeah. Um, he's an actor, musician, and environmentalist. Liberal. Um, yep. And maybe he's what Buzz Finson called him to, right? Um, uh, well, Christy is. As <laughs> Susan Tyrell. Bose Svensson playing my dad. and <laughs> Wait, what? Um, and it's not starring Bill Paxton, but he needs to be mentioned because, yeah. Um, so, yes, as you said, this is uh, about a um, an orphaned teenager. Now, he's orphaned at a young age, and his, his, his aunt, Cheryl, Cheryl? Yeah. Aunt Cheryl starts, uh, she raises him. And now the, when the movie opens... It kind of feels like, now it doesn't feel like this all throughout, but it kind of feels like at times a, a TV film movie for the way the credits roll and stuff. Like it starts off like it's going to be a TV movie, but it, it, it turns it, it turns it around. But yeah, um, William Asher mostly did television. Um, every once in a while he would jump into film land, but so maybe, uh, maybe that's why it felt like a TV movie. That's how he <laughs> felt like he needed to do the credits or something, but um, the, the, they, they show that the, the, I I was trying to get the, the timing of the movie down. Now they mentioned that the, that the Packers had just won the Super Bowl or were going to the Super Bowl. The first one, they, what 60, year was that? Like 60, ooh, I don't know, two, maybe something like that. 60, 60, 62, 63, 64 yeah. and 65. The Cowboys. I know that one time they went to, uh, it's the early sixties. <laughs> Super Bowl one. Super Bowl one was 1966. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no. 67. That was them against the chiefs. The chiefs. Yes. Which yeah. Big Cat Ernie Ladd was played for the Chiefs. I don't think he played in the, played in the game though. He was about toward the end of his career. Oh, um, so uh, so I guess the movie opens in sixty, early sixty seven, and then we get fourteen years later. Which I guess though, no, okay, I could have just I could have just subtracted that because I do say fourteen years later, and the movie is takes place, or at least it was filmed in, in eighty one, eighty two. So, um. So the, the, the two parents are leaving their son with uh, with Aunt Cheryl because they're going to visit somebody's parents on the on the West Coast. And um, Aunt Cheryl already kind of looks like a creep, but they discover, and it was funny that this happened. We get, the, in, in one week, I was like, I feel like Susan Tyrell and Karen Black have some similarities in some <laughs> way. Um, and then we also get, an out of control car on a mountain yeah, road. That's true. Both, yeah. both movies too. Um, so yeah, they they lose their brakes and they're going uphill. So the the, the in the, the next movie, the, the the car going out of control makes a little more sense. 
This one, it's like, dude, just steer it into the embankment or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going uphill and continues to accelerate. He never says the he, he just says his brakes are out. And he just keeps swerving. I'm like, I mean, wouldn't it be easier to just kind of like wreck? Not yeah. keep swerving towards the cliff <laughs> and other cars. I think I would try but, and um, logically figure out some way to. Yeah, like there's a lot of dirt and like stuff on your right hand side. You could probably just like rub into it and make your car stop. <laughs> but um, I don't know how I would react in the situation. I can't say. I've never been in that. So, but um, we <laughs> the wreck was. It was like what was that movie? Uh, it was a horror movie. They had made a whole series of them, but that was like in the trailer of a log like falling off a truck and going through the windshield of a car and like those uh, Final Destination. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. You know. But that happens in this one, except he just doesn't stop, and it's a log hanging off the back of a truck, and it goes straight through. And I was surprised. Like, I mean, it was like, like I guess it was a dummy, but like straight into the face, through the car, like it looks good. Back, it looked, it looked pretty fucked yeah. up. And they showed it twice because there was like a flashback to it also. But then <laughs> they just, I love that they keep adding insult to injury. Uh, not only does he take that to the face, the car then gets dragged around. The woman's screaming her brains out. Uh, she's trying to, for whatever reason, grab the steering wheel instead of just hopping out of the car or whatever, and the truck's pulling around. And the truck uh, ends up pushing them off the cliff. <laughs> she's screaming. The car falls down the cliff into a river. And then the car <laughs> fucking yeah, explodes like a bomb. after. It's <laughs> pretty fucking odd. Well, they just wanted to make sure uh, oh, that, yes. that you knew that no one fucking uh, survived that motherfucker. No way. So 14 years passed, and immediately we see Billy. Uh, we see Billy in bed. He's shirtless. He's thin and cut. <laughs> we see uh, um, Aunt Cheryl, played by Susan Tyrell. And I gotta say, I mean, this movie's not great. Spoiler alert. It would it it the saving grace certainly is Susan Tyrell. She's so fun. Well, both Vincent helps. But she is such a fucking weirdo creep in this. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think she did this a lot. Now, we've, we've, we've covered a few of hers, I think we were saying, while we weren't recording. Uh, we did um, uh, that, that one that was the, the Bukowski movie. Um, can't remember the name of Shit, it. What was that called? Damn it. Fucking. Um, it was Tales of Ordinary Men. Yeah, Madness. I was going to say. Oh, uh, never mind. Well, she was a weirdo in that one too. Fat City. I can't remember if she was odd in that one. Was yeah, she, you're, fat, let's see, fat City. She was a drunk. She or something, was a, right? st- she, the barfly that Stacy Keach. He was an old brunk, broke down boxer. Remember, he met her and she had the boyfriend that was the African American guy, and he got sent to jail for beating her up. And then Stacy Keach moved in with her, and he would like cook her breakfast, and all she wanted to do was get drunk. And then she she would get pissed off. That's yeah. right. She was she was excellent in that. She has she ever not played like a drunk weirdo? <laughs> she does it well. <laughs> there was yeah. poor thing. She had to have her legs cut off oh. from like diabetes. Was or she something. is it diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and well, you immediately get a kind of a psychotic K Parker vibe from her, which you know I, I I didn't mind that. I thought they should. <laughs> yeah. I wish they kind of would have went a little bit further with it, you know. The kind just of, a little, kind of, you know, her like rubbing on him and shit. And yeah, she definitely, she definitely. That's how she wakes him up in the morning. Is it's not just to like 
poke in the ribs or like a shake of his shoulder. It's like a it's a it's a palm to the back back rub. <laughs> Time to wake up. But she is a very good choice for this. And um, her nephew uh, that has been living with her for the past fourteen years, uh, Billy. Um, Billy played by Mr. McNichol. And Billy is a a basketball star at his high school, and he's about as good as basketball as uh, as Michael J. Fox was in Teen Wolf. They have very similar playing styles. <laughs> um, and uh, but I gotta say, Bill, Bill Paxton playing basketball looks even worse. God, that like he dribbles like I do. It's like every time he dribbles, he's like jumping. He, <laughs> he, he can, had his black uh, his right black hand. Chuck Taylors on too. Everybody else had like the uh, <laughs> you know white high tops or whatever. normal basketball high yeah. tops. Paxton looks like uh, such a baby in this, and he honestly plays a pretty pointless role. Well, he plays. I mean, Jet. he's supposed to be like. The, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And I was wondering how long into his career did he go before he played something other than like the like obnoxious bully? Because hmm. he did it in. Weird Science. He did it in Aliens yeah. in 86. Did it in True Lies. He wasn't a bully. He was just a, a douche creep. Uh, he did it in, what was the one where he was a vampire? Because he was kind of the same yeah. in that one. He was good at it. He was. And then at, at some point, he decided to slow it down. Um, and he wasn't quite as, uh, I'm trying to think of what the point would even, what, at what point that would even be. Yeah. I'm having trouble remembering some. Well, of the he wasn't anyway. a douche, douche uh, nozzle in the fucking tombstone. You're right, the one, bro. Right. Frailty, Apollo 13. Was he a douche in that one? No, he was cool in that. He was just that was just a, you know, regular. regular so I think guy we're getting role. close to his 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 mark off. Predator two, I don't remember. Yeah, near dark. So maybe in the late eighties, early nineties is when it when it helped. But it, when it when it when it changed over for him, when he got started to get a little older and wiser, but he's not he doesn't play a huge part in this. It was just kind of funny seeing yeah. him. Oh, I didn't even know he was in it, and then I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I did. Yeah. Re- it took me a <laughs> second to realize it was him too. Yeah, yeah. Um, now Tyrell starts off early, like like I said, with the uh, whole Kay Parker thing, but she's also kind of just. I don't know. She's kind of a bitch to Billy, yeah. too. Like, if he ever mentions, like, going to college or anything. I love the one quote she has. What did she say? Because uh, he mentions going to college. Like, he's going to get a basketball scholarship, which is about as believable as me getting a basketball scholarship. But um, Billy, you're not going to college. That's for <laughs> smart people and, and rich people. You can see yeah, College is for rich kids and people with brains. You wouldn't fit in there. Yeah. And then... How about Bro, did he not have some fucking feathered hair? God, it was so bad. Christy McNichol had Wait, the exact the... same haircut. I know, I was going to say, it looked like Christy McNichol's hair. Um, so Billy comes home one day, and this is this is not really spoiling anything, but you get this vibe that she's already fucking nuts. And he comes home one day to witness, well, I'm not going to say. He witnesses something graphic, and it's not sexual in any way. Well, I mean, I kind of the, the 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 idea of it was, but what he witnesses is not the sexual part of it. Although I do like what the one dude says, like, uh, "How how about you doing me work on it?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like yikes, dudes. Um, and um, Tyrell, uh, she has her tits out for a moment, and then the next scene, her, the dress is done back up again, and then the tits are back yeah. out again. Um, but. <laughs> 
she uh, she she makes it's like Billy comes in and tries to console her and is it is it spoiling anything to say what she's putting on people? Yeah, she's she's got blood on yeah. her. We'll just say oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And she starts rubbing it all over Billy's like face and shit, and then like all over her friend's back. I'm like, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that kind of starts that. And then you got enter enter Bo Svensson, who is like at least a foot taller than everybody else in this movie. It seems <laughs> he is like the uh, I am the police chief, and I'm here to investigate what the hell is going on. Yeah, he plays Swedish Detective Redneck. Joe Carlson. And he is such a piece of shit in this movie. So you're saying... He, okay, um, let me get this straight. He has a very... Uh, you're saying... Yeah, bully, bully type way of getting information. He has a fucking like Texas Longhorns thing on his office yeah. wall with bullwhips. Yeah. Fucking, what was that senator's name that did that? That was a uh, fucking Dutch Mantel had shoe baby. <laughs> no, there was a senator that had whips on his office in the Dutch Mantel, the remember Capitol. when he was a senator? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. A senator. Coulter. Yeah, he got he got canned. Hmm. I don't He was from Tech let's see, Texas Senator. I'm looking this up. Bull whips. So you're saying he grabbed <laughs> your booby and then what? Um Look. I don't know who he was. Bo was anyway. great, though. I will say this: he was fucking good. Even yeah, he was. Even though, even he though he's a piece had. of shit, he really likes the word "fag" a lot. <laughs> he, oh my god, he probably says it twenty times in this movie. Hey now, I call him like I see him, and he said <laughs> everybody he saw, he thought was a fag. Yeah, everybody. everybody. Everybody, he, I mean, like somebody women, would come men, in and be like, matter. Hey, chief, you need some coffee? And he'd be like, You fag, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking deviant, get out of my Because the way you said that um, to me, you sound like maybe you're a fag. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, and your wrist, keep it, keep it limp like that shouldn't be too difficult for you, <laughs> jerk. Um, so, uh, the, the, the you get kind of these parallel stories going on at this point, and honestly, I can't I I, I can't say they really ever tie them together all that well. <laughs> they still seem to stay pretty parallel up until the end, where they just kind of needed to wrap up the Bose fence part. <laughs> but you know, whatever. It's it's VHS. Um, so Cheryl, uh, Susan Tyrell, she's acting stranger and stranger as the movie goes on. She acts really <laughs> odd towards this photo that uh, that Billy pulls out. He finds, and she breaks out this wall and like finds this like shrine in her house. And like, I gotta ask, who the fuck uses a candelabra instead of a flashlight? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not like it's fucking eighteen eighty. Um, and um, and then so Billy's got this girlfriend. Julie, who's a pretty terrible actress, and has puffy nipples. Oh, she, she, and, um, she is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was cute, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. No, no doubt about that. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, and they know, get, besides Tyrell and and Svensson, everybody's kind of terrible in this. Yeah. But, I like to see um, Bo Svensson fucker. <laughs> he might have tried for no good reason. Um, Come over here. I'm gonna fuck you right now. Cause I ain't no uh, fag. 
You get uh, you get Tyrell like she rubs on herself a lot, especially around her neck and oh, stuff. Oh, you know she masturbates she, thinking about fuck oh, like all the time to everything. All and the then time. she's making him lunch and she, shit with those fingers. I don't know. <laughs> she dips him in his milk. Um, I, I don't know what like she uses some drugs on occasion, and it seems like she just stores them in the refrigerator right next to the. Yes, yeah, like she puts so roofies in his milk. Yeah, all the time. She loves it. Um, I love her. She's got another great school quote later on. Uh, you know, Billy's like, I got to get to school. She's like, oh, you don't want to go back there anyway. You've learned enough. <laughs> yeah. Besides, it's full of perverts. I'll teach you things. Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. Uh, I wish, like, fucking parents or whatever would have said, hey, you don't need to go to school. You learned enough. You've learned I'd enough. I'd have never left. <laughs> now, and uh, so the... I don't want to spoil anything about the the later part of this movie, but basically you're watching Tyrell just fucking just spiral out of control. Mm-hmm. You're watching Billy stumble through life because he's terrible. He's horrible too. And Julie, he was he was yeah. not. I mean, they can say whatever they want. Like okay, you know, Christy McNichol, Jimmy, what's his name? Is it Jimmy? Jimmy McNichol. He sucked. Are they really brothers? Yeah, God, they look exactly alike. See full by Yeah, their brother. Oh, yeah. But even back in the day, they were like, a, you know, they were always doing stuff together and shit. Yeah, older brother. Yeah. Christy. He wasn't very good. He, re- he, he prefers to be called James. Well, and then they tried to make like him like a sex symbol in this. Like they showed his bare ass one time and Kay Parker walked in on him. And then like, you know, he was fucking. I thought she was going to. He's got to. He stood there for a long time before asking for a towel. Well, that's like fucking shame with Fassbender and Carrie Mulligan. She stands there with her fucking to completely naked when he walks in the bathroom and doesn't fucking even, you know, to a towel or anything. And he, and then he, jumped, you know, it's, I, I'm sorry. My mom walked in and I'm sitting here fucking naked or whatever. I'm fucking like grabbing anything I can. I jump under the fucking bed <laughs> or my sister or whatever, you know, so he right. knew. He probably was he, jacking off thinking about her and her bloody tits. And then maybe they weren't even blood related. Maybe it would have been okay. Her bloody tits. Yeah, yeah man. Well, that well, um, they kind of did that, didn't you know? They kind of did it like in a in a in a uh, horror erotic way. Like, oh she yeah, had, she. I mean, they were they were in slow motion, yeah. tits out, blood all over them. And then, like I said, then it, then there were things. Her dress is done back up again. So like her tits hop in and out of her dress a few times there. And I like that she was still willing to, to show the good, <laughs> show the goods. Though. Yeah, good on her. She was having fun with them. Um, I think everybody was having fun, especially her and Bo. Julia Duffy. I just looked her up. But I, I crack. Oh, I uh, recognize her. What the hell was she? Oh, she was on Newhart. Oh, oh yeah, the old the, 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 her, her friend, her. the kind of short fat woman. Must have been. Like, yeah, I. I, I she was on, yeah, she was on Newhart. But I remember that okay. one of the things, that one, the one line that cracked my fucking ass up. I was watching the son of a bitch, and I was laughing my ass off. Is when Bo Svensson <laughs> shows up, and here's what's her face. She had just stabbed this fucking guy, and Billy's there, and he's all fucking got blood. And Bo Svensson comes up to investigate, and he goes, "Okay, now let's go over this one <laughs> more time." Okay, you say he grabbed your booby. And he, <laughs> the fuck that <laughs> grabbed your booby? I never liked the word, the term the boobies. That, boobies. 
Who was the guy that's that worked, who, who was like his other detective? The I've seen him in a million I things. Him he used too. to be in a lot of TV stuff. Yeah. And I would have sworn, you know, honest to God, watching this, I would the way it was and the shitty acting and everything and and it almost seemed like a made for TV movie, but then it had like fucking in it and nudity and a lot of fucking oh, yeah. gross gore. Britt Leach, that's his name. He was in Weird Science. Speaking of <laughs> Weird Science, maybe that was the connect. Maybe him and uh, Paxton were connected in some way. He was weird. He was um one of the. He was the uh, the blonde kid's dad in Weird Science. That's where I remember him from. I think Britt Leach. Anyway, um, he grabbed your boob. Did you notice? Did you did you notice when Cheryl's friend comes over later on in the movie? She's carrying a stack of stuff, and she has a fucking Playboy in the stack of magazines she's carrying. Maybe it was for Jimmy, or whatever the fuck. It was uh, so weird. She's an old lady, and she's bringing over some stuff for Cheryl. I'm I'm assuming, but there was a Playboy like right there on the top. They didn't even try to hide it. Billy, and, uh, I brought you something. I like, and they talked. They talk. She talks to him like he's like a little kid, you know. Ugh. Creep. Now drink your uh, milk, Billy. I, she cuts her own hair oh, off. She like looking like shit. And she looks I like her like, like a troll. I like her um, when she does the like the kiss sounds. Like come here, slut. Come here, slut. Yes. <laughs> God, she was so. Uh, she's so good. She looks like this. a bow-legged um, fucking pregnant ape in a dress. <laughs> Oh. She was nasty, man. She, she, if okay, I'm a grown fucking man, and I'm pretty sure that I could subdue her fucking little chubby ass. But she fucking scared me. She was so weird. <laughs> yeah. She's out of control. Uh, she, she, she went with it, man. She was not afraid to 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 sell it completely. So. What did you think about anyway? What did you think of this? Okay, what did you think about the uh, the coach? I thought that whole thing. The only reason, because I kept thinking, why the fuck are they even bringing this up? Why, what's this have to do with anything? But it did have a point because Bo was saying it, it did have a point because he was trying to prove yeah. that the 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 guy was, was gay. Not he yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't try and rape Susan Tyrell because he was homosexual. And uh, but Bo was fucking man. He was so over the top homophobic <laughs> that it was weird. Yeah. And the only thing that would have made it better is that he was so, so homophobic that, I mean, it was like, I couldn't, I mean, it was, it was just fucking out of control that if they would have had him, like somebody would have caught him like doing something. And the only reason he, he oh, that would have been awesome. Big bow, you know, but, um, don't you secretly want me. The Swedish rednecks, big pecker in your mouth, boy, son. He showed. Now you're going to take it. Now, what, really? was the, what was the line the guy gave? When, How about you doing me? Work on it. When, when you're shooting for the free throw, you need to follow through and make sure you keep your, li- you keep your wrist nice and limp. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Even any anybody would have been like, okay, dude, we get it. You fucking hate gay people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking get a life. So then anyway, yeah. Tyrell was fucking great. Uh, at the beginning, she did have the K. Parker, rocking the K. Parker thing. Billy, I thought it was funny, and maybe it was because Bo planted it in Billy's girlfriend's head. But she even said when they were laying in bed, she goes, why don't we do it more often? 
you know, like, like, like keeping that seat of doubt. She there. was starting to think, you know, okay, wait a minute. And then I knew that Tyrell's character was going to freak the fuck out when him <laughs> and her were in bed and they were fucking the shit. And she came in, she goes, get out of here, slut, and all that shit. That was hilarious. This movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's not, there's a couple points that's like kind of scary because it's weird. She's so weird. Yeah. But I laughed through the whole fucking thing. This is a classic <laughs> example of uh, so bad it's good. And I have to think that they knew that they were that this was funny. There's no way they thought this yeah. was, you know. And Bo was fucking. I, 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 they, I, I guarantee they said amp this shit up to the next fucking level because he was irrational, especially at the end. <laughs> it's like, dude, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Bo's just misunderstood. You still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Hello? <laughs> what happened? You stopped talking. <laughs> no, I, mean, I was like, I, I was done. I thought you were. Oh. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Nothing like dead air. So let's rate it then. (laughs) It was good. You said Bo's just irrational, and I was like, "Is there something?" No, he was. Don't you? Don't you find that? Like, oh yeah, especially even after the fact, he kind of knew what happened. He was still going. And why the fuck did stupid ass Billy call the coach at the end? (laughs) Because I thought he was going to get on the phone Maybe and say, "Please, please, you know, uh, I need you at this address." And he, ca- Coach, come over here. I need you to help me. Ooh, maybe there's more to this story than we're thinking. Maybe Bo was right all along. Well, I don't know, because Bill, like I said, the girl was, you know, Jimmy's young and he's an athlete, and he's probably got constant wood, but he doesn't want to bang her. And he just did it like, like, I wonder if he just did it to prove. The only time reason he had sex with her was to prove, try and prove something, because she even said, Jim, or Billy, why don't we do it like more often?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you rate this? Oh God, for what it is, I'd give it like an eight point five. <laughs> wow. I give it a seven. I thought it was pretty solid. <laughs> about eight point five. myself. I, 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 I literally. I will watch this again. I will fucking. Tyrell I want to really like to watch it with my like sisters and shit because I know they were hilarious. <laughs> Tyrell was good. Uh, the basketballs. I, I I laughed at all the basketball game shit because it looked so bad. Um, yeah, I like Tyrell a lot. She's she alone is worth worth seeing it. But Bo Svensson yeah. is a, he's a standout too. So, but I give it a seven. Uh, good movie. Uh, cool. Why don't we take another break and we'll come back and talk about what are we doing? What's the name of it? I keep forgetting this one. Family plot. Family plot. Jesus Christ. Family plot. We'll be right back. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? 
Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think the Cicerese is a guy and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour. I just started listening to that song and completely spaced out. <laughs> All right, uh, Family Plots. I got it right this time. Uh, 1976. <clears throat> Light. I hate when they, they they tell like the genre of the movie in this song. Uh, I'm trying to think, think how to re- how to rephrase this. I'll just read it. Light-hearted suspense film about a phony psychic con artist and her taxi driver private investigator boyfriend. Was he really a P.I.? No. Uh, who encounter a pair of serial kidnappers while trailing a missing heir in California. Dig it. Uh, this is Alfred Hitchcock's last feature film, it would seem. Dish. Uh, starring Bruce Dern and Barbara Harris and William Devane and Ed Lauder and Karen Black, and this has got some people in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zom, what did you? This was your pick. What did you think of Family Plot? Um, I had you seen this before? Huh? No, this no, before? no, no. This one has eluded me. It was on TV, I think, at one time. Uh, you know. I don't know if it's HBO or something, but I remember, or maybe it was American Movie Classics or something. But I, I, I remember seeing like some classic scenes from it, like the car thing, and uh, well, but may, most mostly that. Um, but I didn't really know anything about it, um, other than it was Hitchcock's last movie, and you know, I, I like Bruce Dern. I've always liked him. You know, uh, yeah. um, and uh, I think he's an interesting actor and an interesting choice as a lead because he got stereotyped kind of kind of like bill paxton for uh, at the first part of his career now if you look at bruce Dern's imdb he has a bazillion fucking credits and for <laughs> the first i don't know probably goddamn 200 it's all like tv or like roger mm-hmm. corman and biker uh old biker movies but he did mm-hmm. a lot of tv like bonanza the big valley um uh, Rod Serling or Alfred Hitchcock presents. That's where he knew Alfred Hitchcock. God, he's been acting. He's filming two things right now. He's been acting since 1960. Yeah, I mean, long fucking so career. Fifty what? Fifty-five years. He's been going, still doing his thing. So Man. he, um, 
they had several people, and it's always interesting to you know hear when they talk about people that they had planned for a movie or this and that. And one of them was um, he told he said that he hired uh, Bruce Dern. Well, he knew him from the TV show Alfred Hitchcock Presents, but he hired him mm-hmm. because he said um, Mr. Pacanow was to Mr. Pacanow wanted a million dollars, and I don't pay that for any actor. Well, Mr. P- Mr. Pacanow was Al Pacino, and so he's Pacanow. Yeah, Bruce Dern said it took him forever to f- to figure out who Mr. Pacanow was. But see, he they had planned on having Al Pacino, but then he hit it real big with uh, Serpico and I think maybe Dog Day Afternoon. This would have been weird with Pacino. Yeah, well, he was Pacino was supposed to play the Pacanow. Bruce Dern part, and then they had talked to I think. Jack Nicholson and Roy Scheider about possibly playing the William Devane part, and I could see like Roy that Scheider playing, or even Nicholson, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. he with uh Devane with that mustache, it always it kind of well, the first thing I think with Jack Nicholson with the mustache is uh, um, the Navy movie Last Detail that we reviewed. Right. He was Devane was such a slug yes, in this. but he was, but it was, it was really good. And it's yeah, his fucking bright white teeth and his big smile and his mustache and his Kendall yeah. hair. And he has that little thing like where where his his brow kind of comes down on his nose, and, and, mm. and it's not like a unibrow. It's actually how his brow is. But it, the, the, that's the one thing about this movie. It has quality actors and actresses in it, but. I think that it would have gotten over a lot more, of course, if it would have had, you know, not that, you know, William Devane and Bruce Dern aren't, um, they're great actors, but they're not, um, you know, big name draws. And um, yeah. so I, it, it's a suspenseful, you know, it's a suspenseful movie for sure. And, and you have a lot of, I know that the, I read that they said like Hitchcock never moved the camera unless he had a reason to like, you were supposed to look with the person to something mm-hmm. or something in the room and everything like that. Um, well, that, now that you say that I did take a note because there is one, one maybe non Hitchcock like shot then when you first get introduced to Karen Black's character, which I thought was really neat, because he did a few of these little long crane shots. Right. Um, but they, they I mean, I, it must be kind of like tongue-in-cheek foreshadowing, but um, now what's her name in the movie? Um, Blanche. <laughs> uh, getting after George about being a bad driver, and then he almost hits Karen Black crossing the street, yeah. but it's a great shot because it shows out of the car and he stops short and she keeps walking by. And instead of sticking with the car at that point, the, their camera's above the car and it kind of pans around and then it follows her across the street up to this gate. I was like, man, that was really yeah. cool. It looked really it good. It kind of reminded me of the uh, Orson Welles shot, the crane shot in um, Jesus Christ, uh, Eve, uh, Touch, Touch oh, of Evil. The one with the or- yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, beginning yeah. of Touch of Evil. That crane shot is awesome. And Karen Black. Uh, in that uh, they said that 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 look that she has in this film, uh, you know, was copied a lot of times. And I know they talked about like dress to kill with the, you know, the black, the, the long blonde hair, the wig and the black glasses and everything like that. Um, now, uh, Barbara Harris, I thought was fucking 
pretty fucking funny in this. The one thing that I really loved is she is a, um, uh, 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 like a, I don't know, I guess like a, fa- a phony or a, a, well, I, I don't, shouldn't even have to say phony or fake. She's supposed, she's supposed yeah, she's, she's supposed to be a, like a, a spiritual yeah. medium. And when a she psychic. would, well, at the beginning, when she's doing that with that woman and she, and she's talking <laughs> like this and then she starts talking like this with the voice. I just, first of all, I thought she was kind of, she was cute. She had this, you know, her little hair, and she's kind of a little short, you know what I mean? Dern has a certain look that is definitely not a leading man look. He's got the, <laughs> he's got some fucking frizzy yeah, hair, frizzy hair, and the angry chipmunk fucking teeth, and 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 just the way his mouth is and everything. <laughs> um, but he plays it pretty good because they're supposed to be kind of uh, blue collar criminals, and then Devane yeah. and Karen Black <laughs> would be more like the uh, high. I don't even know if they're. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking at first they were supposed to be criminals, but by the end, I don't even know if they were supposed to be. I think they were just because they weren't trying to steal this money. They were just trying to like hook these people up and to get a reward. Well, there's like they were being dishonest, like but I don't think it was. They're, they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort. I don't know that they're breaking any laws, though. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, but but that, that's the same thing. It's kind of like a low budget kind of a thing as compared to yeah. Karen Black and, and Bill. Bill. Uh, well, I can't remember what movie it was that somebody called him a bucktooth bastard. Called William Defane a buck, <laughs> bucktooth bastard, but I, I don't remember. Sorry. <coughs> anyway, that's the cough button. Um, you have. Um, <laughs> we need to work on your cough. Oh, button. I know. You know, but the, I think it's sticking. Um, you have uh, the, the, when it starts out, you have a, a parallel stories going on, and I kind of wondered how it was going to interact or how how it was yeah. going how it was going to come together, because um, you have the kind of seance kind of a deal, you know, where uh, Blanche is working on this old lady, and she says, you know, um, she kind of talks her into um, the the old lady had given up uh, son for adoption or the son was taken away and, and said to a foster home or was adopted. And then she's going to mm-hmm. come back and, or she wants to find him and give him the fa- every bit of the family fortune. Cause she's an old lady and she's going to die. Okay. She, yeah, his, her last heir. Right. Now I thought what the, the situation there was going to be was that Dern and Blanche or uh, Lumley, his last name's Lumley, George Lumley. He's a taxi cab driver. I thought yeah. that he that, that what their thing was going to be was they were going to find it was going to be a con and they were going to find yeah that's what I, that's, that's what I was thinking that's why at the beginning right. I was thinking that it was going to be a a big scam that they were just going to like Damn. have somebody pose as him right and take the money but it was totally it was it ended up being different than that and so um, then at the same time you have this mysterious woman in black walking and I kept thinking why the fuck is she like she's <clears throat> walking into this police station and they're, you know, like the police are out there waiting for her and walk her in. But then it comes to, there's a kidnapping plot and they have mm-hmm. this all like this master plan. They've got it all figured out that there's no way the cops can catch them. Right? Which was pretty cool and ingenious how yeah. they did it. Uh, it's, and, and then like the one scene uh, when um, they, the, the police helicopter takes her up and she's got him. She doesn't say a word. She doesn't speak or anything. She just points at this uh, thing that tells them where they're going. And uh, 
the guy says that gun's probably not even loaded. And I bet he fucking pissed his pants when she fucking uh, showed him that it was, but that was kind of, that was an, that was a nice effect that they did because I like that they, you, you heard the wind blowing into the, the hole in the glass. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that was a, a nice touch because they didn't even ha- really have to do that at all, but it did add something yeah. to it. You heard that kind of whistling, you know, sound. Yeah. Um, now, Devane is well. I would. I don't know. It's it's a hard to define the definition between sociopath and psychopath because he's not like an out of. When I say psychopath, a lot of people think out of control kind of a person or whatever. But he's not really that. But the guy is like a human lizard. He he yeah. has no uh, um, qualms about killing someone if they're if it is to um, further in his, way. his goal to get his way, to not get caught, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And he's got Ed Lauder, uh, who I guess they were talking about casting Burt Reynolds as, God, I would see him more as the uh, William Devane character, even though at that time Reynolds probably would want to be a hero. But he went... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he would be in this movie. But, uh, um. I guess he'd be the Bruce Dern character yeah. because he was kind of because Bruce Dern, I liked I liked him because he's got a good personality for this character because he's always kind of uh, on Blanche's case a little bit, but he's kind of deadpan with it, so he's kind of like a smartass and like he doesn't get super emotional a lot, which I think he does well, and I like I, I just like I like that some humorous things can happen to him and the, his reaction to them. Like him getting his face stepped on later on. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> fucking funny. You know, you couldn't see that happening to the William Devane character. He's just his hair is perfect. Right. Wears nice suits. He he owns a uh, a high end jewelry store, and he even tells the police at one time. He says, you know, you you sh- don't really. They're looking for these jewels that had been because they when they when they do the kidnapping, they want to get paid in like a very expensive. A uh, huge, you know, uncut dime or not an uncut. It is actually cut, but um, he works in a high end jewelry store, and they pretty much only deal with like really rich people, and they only get their diamonds from like straight from like South Africa or something. So he's like, you know, you need to talk to like pawn shops or these places that would would actually take anything. We don't do that. So that was kind of his cover. Did you notice they? He's only in the movie like a split second. He has like one line. The detective with the guy doing the questioning, he was like black Bruce Dern. It was really yeah. he looked just like Bruce Dern. And, and, and it was really funny. One thing that I I I, I noticed at, uh, from like the very beginning for quite a a lot, a lot of time, uh, William Devane would wear one black glove. He had like one hand that he had. A, he never touched. Yeah, he would never touch anything. Yeah, so maybe he he. he but there was a reason he was trying to keep his identity a secret. Uh, at all cost mm-hmm. so um which there was a reason for that and everything so it all it all kind of comes together which which i like how that did and i kind of actually i'll you know to be honest with you like i said i would love to have seen roy scheider or nicholson or somebody like that play uh the devane character and pacino or whoever else they had in mind for the other you know just to see because it's always a what if thing it's kind of fun to play with but i kind of liked that it was Devane and Dern because I think they're both really great actors. And it, like when we were talking about the uh, 
fucking movie with um, Cusack about the Beach Boys. It doesn't take mm-hmm. you out of it because right. they have somebody really famous, you know. Most of the people now, Karen Black, I know her, but still the same. It was kind of just the 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 star of the of the movie was Hitchcock and the 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 shit that he was making the people go through and everything. Now they said, but what I was going to say before was. Um, <clears throat> Hitchcock. He doesn't appear in this movie, does he? He does appear in the movie. Oh, I missed. Yeah, it. they 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 said what there was a a scene where um, I can't remember somebody goes. I don't know if it was Dern or if it was Blanche goes to the place checking on death certificates or something, and he was mm-hmm. behind the door or something in the office. But I missed it too. Oh, I didn't I see it. it. So um, I like that. Um, I like that they they didn't have a very much interaction between the two couples, the two main couples, until it got right. down to the to, to the nitty gritty and everything. And <laughs> the nitty, nitty gritty. gritty daddy. Um, but he went to see Bruce Dern because he wanted to see Bruce or Bob Bruce Dern, Burt Reynolds. Uh, to see if he wanted to cast him in the movie. Now, this was before, I mean, Burt was, was very popular, and but not Smokey and the Bandit popular. This was during the Longest Yard um, mm-hmm. time because he went to the set of the Longest Yard to see Burt, and he didn't want, he, he decided he didn't want Burt, but he saw Ed Lauder and said, I want Ed Lauder. And Ed Lauder. Did Ed Lauder ever have hair? Huh? Never had hair. Did Ed Lauder ever have he hair? He was born without hair. I doubt if he ever had hair. But he's always fucking good. That motherfucker, you could have put him in any fucking movie, and he was always good. And I would have. I I'm trying to find a picture of him with hair. I would have liked to have seen him in a, a, like a starring role, just one time. He's like Danny Trejo in the in um um uh, Sherry Baby with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. It was just cool seeing him out of character, not playing the usual thing. And I would have liked to have seen him like in a rom- uh, not a romantic comedy, but like a uh, an actual like romance movie or something where he's not playing a yeah. hard ass bad guy or whatever. Or, or, uh. Okay. I found a picture of him from a headshot, probably from the mid sixties where it looked like he had already been losing his hair and his head was shaved almost bald. already. Yeah. Anyway. He had that. Fucking bald. Oh, he, he was in longest yard. Yeah. Wasn't he? yeah. Well, that's where I say Hitchcock Hitchcock saw him on the set of longest yard mm. and, and decided, Hey, you know, I want that guy. Um, his, I can't find a picture of him. With his him. role is not, Pivotal. It's pivotal to the uh, uh, one of the most notable scenes in this movie. The the scene that this the scene that this movie really is known for is the car scene, which is kind of slapsticky. It's funny, but there <laughs> there's a, a kind of a a part of it that I it was almost done too corny, maybe. Yeah. Now one thing. The stepping on the face. No, mean? that was funny. I thought that was funny the, when she she was climbing. Or, or, or the her maybe her reaction with her feet up in the air. Yeah, so. she she got in so many contorted positions that it was kind of funny, but it was kind of like a mad, mad, mad world kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. There were some pretty um, bad green screen car driving all through this movie. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, but. Um, Louder's uh, fate was pretty fucking extreme, 
<laughs> and the parallel to the other movie. Yeah, and um, yeah, definitely. But um, I, I and I liked Devane's. Um, it's like Karen Black was a criminal too, and everything. But um, he seemed like he was almost kind of. Um, I don't know. Do you think that she thought like I know she? There were things that she didn't want to do as far as you know taking care of people. He almost kind of, but it, it didn't seem to me like that. That the, it wasn't like they were in love. It was like they were two snakes. Just that. Yeah, they were just kind of business partners. They didn't seem like to have they had much of. But a I don't think caring relationship. Either one of them. I think both of them were like sociopaths. So I don't think that they. They could. I can't remember what movie it was. The guy told the uh, the criminal guy told the criminal girl. He he said, "If I could love somebody, it would be you." Or if I had the ability, it was some kind of like a, um, not natural born killers, but something like that. It's a mm-hmm. criminal couple. <coughs> um, but the the, um, the the place that they had where they hid um, the people they kidnapped was cool. Oh God, that thing was so awesome. The brick wall was so like, and I and I knew it was going to happen, and it did. There's like the keyhole when he puts the key in. I was like, that's going to make a cool like clicky noise, and it <laughs> it totally yeah. did. And and um, now the one thing I thought um, it really to me it it was suspenseful, and it kind of got like unnerving when Blanche mm-hmm. went to. William Devane and Karen Black's lair, yeah, and 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 it was like, oh fuck, because I mean, in I, I I like how it ended, but if it would have, and it's hard to say if it would have been a darker director because I hadn't seen it, and I know Hitchcock is dark. And I kind of wondered if he was going to go all the way and, you know, with when she got caught and everything and you're not you're not going to you're going to think standard Hollywood and 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 he was going to fucking kick you in the nuts at the end. Right. But I like how it ended. I actually liked all the way that everything in the end, including the little breaking the fourth wall uh, thing, mm-hmm. which was kind of, yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool. And and I liked I liked um uh, Lumley and Blanche as a couple, and I like that she was kind of a sex addict or whatever. And he was like, "I'm tired," you know. She always wanted to fuck, and he and he, and he was kind of <laughs> like, you know, "I'm tired." Again. And that they didn't forget that he actually had a job. He was like, you know, I gotta go to work. She's like, "Oh, come on, let's fuck," <laughs> or "Let's go do this now." And he was like, "We can do it tomorrow," you know, not fucking, but like work the case or whatever. But anyway, what did you yeah. think of it? Um. I you know the fact that it's kind of it had the the more lighted ha- lighthearted stuff. I'm I'm kind of dumb sometimes, so I appreciate that I was able to keep up with the twist. <laughs> it helped me enjoy it because it it kept me more involved in the story because I didn't have to keep wondering like wait who is that guy again or anything like that. Like everything was well uh, laid out for me. Who when well, like you I didn't said, really I have a whole like, bunch of characters. No, no, no. I think that's what helps. Because, yeah. like, spy movies, I'm always fucking confused yeah. in those. I'm like, wait, who's that guy again? Well, because the spy and, movies, they always do an enigma wrapped in a riddle and a, you know, yeah. and they do it, they twist it and so I'm many too, different ways. I'm too slow to keep up with that anymore. So, 
Um, I like when Bruce Dern says to Blanche, you're about as psychic as a dry salami. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, but he he was probably my favorite part of it. I like him a lot. I can't, you know, there's not much that I can think of that I've ever seen of his that I disliked. Um, he's always a highlight. Uh, Karen Black doesn't wear a bra the whole movie, so if that's your thing, yeah. There, you go. there was a couple, There was one scene I can't remember which one. She was wearing that black, like uh, she had taken the blonde wig off, and she was walking, and and you got the side, but you saw the bounce. It was nice. Yeah, the bounce was there definitely. Um, the now I missed this. Somebody mentioned on the Facebook group that there was a, like a gay, a bad gay joke of a call letters of a radio station. I missed. I that. missed it too. So that could have been another parallel between the two, <laughs> two movies, I guess. Um, the uh, you know, and like like I said, the, with the story being a little simpler, which helped me, I was even kind of like able to kind of say, well, like with the cemetery, there's a there's a something that stands out about it. I was like, wait, I bet that has something to do with it. And then, then when it did, I was like, cool. It made me feel a little smarter than usual. <laughs> but that cemetery was fucking ratty, dude. Well, they like, they said they specifically rented that cemetery uh and the people just for the specific they said we want to rent the cemetery and just let the grass grow for like three weeks god it looked like shit yeah it was a dump like i've only i've been to another cemetery one time that looked like that but it was not currently being used Mm. so uh, other than that it was like i don't think i've ever seen a bad worse looking cemetery (laughs) but um the uh Arthur Adamson has to have the uh, unsqueakiest old house ever because, <laughs> like, you can go up and down the stairs and walk across wooden floors and not make a beat yeah. ever. Well, you know, um, and and Dern, that was a nice little touch, too, is that he actually took his shoes off. Took his yeah. shoes off, yeah. He looked like a goof, goofy because he's walking around holding his shoes, but he was sneaky, you know. And I feel like he always wears white socks, and I don't know why well, that is. I was going to s- I feel like I've seen him. Because to me, okay. When you want to look like a, a fucking redneck or a white collar guy, uh, low class white collar guy, wear black black blue shoes, uh, yeah, blue blue collar, uh, black shoes, like white socks and like black pants, because that's like even like <laughs> cops and stuff like that. You wear they wear like yeah. athletic sh- athletic socks with like dress shoes or something, and it, and it looks it's it's you know not classy at all, and it makes you look like a rube. I feel like he always, like, I don't know, like, what was the movie he did? Uh, for some reason, it made me think of it when he took his shoes off and I saw it. Well, I, I first saw his white socks when he was climbing through a window and his pants kind of got hiked up a little. But it made me think of the movie he did with, did he he did a movie with Gene Hackman, right? Or or was it Bruce Dern and Chris Christopherson? Is that the one I'm thinking huh. of? I don't know. God, what was that movie? It, it made me, for some reason, it made me think of that. He was a cop in it. Well, and, we reviewed. Uh, it, it remember, it was, okay, this is one I was thinking about. We reviewed a movie with Bruce Dern, and he was a cop, and um, Louis Gossett Jr. was his partner. Wow, what was that? We and that. it wasn't wasn't uh-huh. uh, 110th Street. It was uh, shit because I was thinking about that last night, uh, and it was good too. I, I remember we liked it, and. God, he was in Bloody Mama. We did that because they went to roust like uh, like these uh, African American guys, and uh, and uh, the Laughing Policeman. I don't think maybe it was the Laughing Policeman. 
Yeah, Bruce Dern, Walter Matthau. Yes, 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 that was it. Because there was several different... Dern wasn't like the main guy. He was just one of the cops. Uh, Matthau was the main guy. So was he not in a movie with... Was it, am I thinking of Gene Hackman and Chris Christopherson in the movie together? I don't know. What, what happened? Chris, Chris Christopherson was selling hash or something like that. And oh, no, yeah, like that. Uh, um, that was that was um, uh, Cisco Pike with Chris Christopherson. And Cisco Hackman. Pike. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting that confused with The Driver, where he plays a cop, and that maybe that was where I was thinking of him with the uh, White Sox. <laughs> He's a White Sox type cop in that one. Um, anyway, um, I don't have a whole lot else to add. Uh, I did one on a side thing. I was wondering, uh, I mean, I know why, but have you ever noticed in movies that people, whenever they call the operator, they always ask or say operator? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I always. <laughs> like, whenever I called the operator, I would never say operator <laughs> or operator. Yeah. You know, you, ne- you never said that. We used to call the operator back in college, it was before Google. We'd call uh we call the operator to settle uh, arguments. So like, nice. I remember one in particular. We would argue. We argued over whether or not you should wear jeans when you or or wear clothes in general after you buy them before washing them. And like there was like two of us on one side, two of another. I always wash my clothes, or no, I just wear them right right like you well, know out of the bag. You. So we, there's times where I'll, I'll just put them on. And some people I just put them on gross. anyway. I'll wear them fucking home. I don't yeah, care. yeah, I don't give but a fuck. Especially when I'm the, shoplifting. Uh, but the the, I don't remember. We did. I remember calling the operator to kind of break the uh, the the tie, and she. I think she said she washed her clothes. So. Wow. <laughs> but see, I'm they, afraid they, that if I sometimes if you wash them, they shrink, or and then you can't take them back if they something goes wrong. Yeah, you got to get at least one good. Plus, a lot of times I'll fucking bring them home and I'll be getting ready for work or something, and and I'll be like, "Fuck, man, I got to get ready quick." And I'll have a bag with a pair of pants that I just bought or something. And I'll be like, "Fuck it, just tear the bag mm-hmm. off, throw it on." Because you don't have to iron or anything. <laughs> I kind of want to watch the, watch the iron? driver again. We should review that. Except I don't want to do another Dern movie. So which quick. one? Driver. That's a good fucking movie. I know, but I don't want to do Bruce Dern again. Maybe I ah, fuck it. Maybe we'll do it anyway. Eh. That's a good fucking movie. Um, <laughs> that's a good fucking movie. I'll think about it. I, um, no, so kidding. the I know, like I said, I like the parallel stories going on. Uh, I stayed invested because I didn't get lost, which is helpful for me. Um, Dern, I really like a lot, but um, um, Barbara Harris was funny. I liked her too. Um, everybody, everybody was good in this. I thought it was a good movie, and uh, that's all I got. What do you, what would you rate this? Um, I thought it was good. It's not great. Uh, yeah. Jeez, uh, I hate to give that other one an eight point fucking five. <laughs> seriously, I for what this is and compared to the other Hitchcock movies and this and that, um, I would mm-hmm. give this like a seven point seven point. Jeez. Uh, I think like a 7.25. I wasn't blown away by it, but I liked it. I thought it was clever. Yeah. And I liked watching just, uh, you know, anytime you get to watch Hitchcock do his shit. Uh, and, you know, yeah. I, it would. this would be a good one for a remake, I think. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the um, I give it a 7.5. I mean, like, yeah, like they're right in that three-star territory. I thought it was very good. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, it's not going to – I don't think it will blow anybody away, but it's it's a it's a 
it's a breezy thriller. So it's uh it's a good good I guess a good one to he could have gone out a lot worse, right? So now when did he die? He was doing going to do another movie and he was he got real sick after this so uh, he didn't get to finish it. Yeah, he died in 1980, so this was his last feature. Anyway, 7.25 and a 7.5, a solid little flick worth checking out. And both of the movies, by the way, that we watched this week are on YouTube in their entirety. And this this one had like a near high def print. This one looked good. Yeah. Family plot. So Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to take a second break Whee! this week because we actually have some feed sack. So uh, we'll be right back with some sack or something. The following message is a paid advertisement for the Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead. It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk. Their past glory is a distant memory. The barbells have been torn from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shone from their square jaws, only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad, puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers, to restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops. As we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook, it's time to join the cult, my brothers. So don your cloaks and enter the cult of muscle. So we did get a couple for the last episode that I completely overlooked. Sorry, Rolf. Um, I'm going to read the email we got first for this show, and then we'll play his. So. All right. This is from Matt from Omaha. Now, sorry, Matt. I can't remember if you've written in before, but thanks for this. Um, Zom und Loaf. He didn't say that. Zom und Loaf. Uh Seeing a new episode pop up on the feed brought a big old smile to my face. I haven't read an email in like fucking like six months, I feel like. Um, you guys turned me on to Johnny Toe through the older episodes, and I was glad to see a new review. I've only watched his crime film, so it was cool to hear about his other work. FYI, Big Lots has had lots of $1.88 Asian DVDs, and I grabbed Exiled and Drug Wars. Nice. Jesus. Oh. For a buck eighty-eight each. That's a, that's their Black Friday thing, and yeah. I totally forgot to go. Shit, man, those are I fucking have, both oh. great. Yeah, 
Um, as for Space Mutiny, sounds like you guys should have stuck with the Mystery Science Theater version. Nah, that was good. Uh, at least that has robot puppets cracking jokes, although Reb Brown driving that rascal cart at three miles per hour is hilarious in either version. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. I look forward every week to seeing what you all do next. Take care. Matt from Omaha. I dig it. Thank you, Matt. Um, let's see. And we got some. Let me get the volume sorted out here. Some audio feed sack this week, too. We are running the gamut here. All right. First one. Let me hope I get the volume right here. Will you please clean my shoes? <laughs> Look, motherfucker! I repeat myself. Clean my shoes! <laughs> Fuck you, Henry Silver. Clean your shoes yourself. Sorry about that. Hello, Silber and Gold. This is Rolf from Germany. Rolf! I finally managed to send some audio feedback. Bought a mic for $8.99, and yes, it's an 8.99 mic for your listening pleasure. Well, that's why this record sounds like shit. But as I'm way too poor and even more stupid to be able to call you, this is what you get. <laughs> if you cannot understand me, fuck you. <coughs> like called in a hundred times and nobody understood him either. Talking about his cock muscles and shit. I miss him though. I miss Sly too. So, what can I say? First. Silver and gold each week again make me very happy. Everything's gotten better. The sun started shining again. My dick grew bigger. I got rich and famous. Good times. But I am very upset about the lack of feedback. The show is way too short now. <laughs> I hereby demand each and every listener, yes, all eight of them, send some feedback <laughs> to the SNG right now. Eight? So, gone up. <laughs> mine is huge as I said before. As for the movie, I cannot wait to watch it. If it weren't for online shopping and imports, I would have killed myself already, I guess. Living in Germany sucks sometimes. Sometimes. Then I got a report on my latest adventure. Here in Germany, we celebrate St. Martin each year. You know, the dude who shared his coat with some bum who froze his ass off about 1700 years ago. Here in Germany, the kids make lanterns each year, which is a horrible time when you work as a teacher, like I do. Ever tried to build such a thing? Well, it's not easy, to say the least. So imagine how 24 eight-year-olds deal with it. Ooh. Plus, as those lanterns are presented in a parade through the city, you gotta be creative and come up with new ideas each year. I would have loved to create a J&B design, but we do have strict school politics here. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Anyway, so our whole school walked the dark streets of Krefeld, chanting some St. Martin tunes, letting our lanterns glow, heading for some dude pretending to be St. Martin, wearing his coat with some bum. Unfortunately, I had to share some shitty situation with my kids. During our march, we had to stop at some traffic lights. Soon I noticed some noises, kids being disgusted. Plus, it started to smell a bit. <laughs> Oh no. Someone had farted, but as the kids around me all stepped away from me, it finally occurred to me. I was standing in a puddle of guts next to a very flat pigeon. Ooh. As we were standing in line with about 300 other kids, plus parents, there was no way on earth to actually flee the situation. 
so I was never more anxious for a traffic light to grow green again. Plus, a chapel belonging to the school was playing right in front of us. My senses were tortured altogether at that moment. I guess that's what you call being a tight spot. And man, can you say that was right? I also would have loved some motherfucker to clean my <laughs> And now the feature presentation. Here are five extremely important questions for you, Logan Zomp. Let's see if you can handle them. Uh oh. First, who would win a staring contest? Meg Foster, Marty Feldman, or Kevin Black? <laughs> okay. Who would win a staring contest? Meg Foster. Yeah. Who was the second one? Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman or Karen Black? Marty Feldman could have a staring contest with like two people at the same time because his goo goo eyes went different ways. Karen Black kind of has like a, a lazy eye. Uh, well, Karen Black's got her eyes are like right in the middle of her face, though. So she gets like the piercing, like look straight ahead. Uh, Meg Foster has those goddamn eyeballs that look like steelies, like uh, like ball bearings. <laughs> I think Meg Foster. She would unnerve me. Dick. I'm going Marty Feldman because I would I would look away. He'd do something like he'd pop one goo goo eye out and you'd be you'd be done. God, his eyes are so weird. All right, I go Marty Feldman. Zom goes Meg Foster. Yeah. Let me start this. Dig. Game. Thought about adding Ray Charles, but this isn't very funny. <laughs> Ray Charles, great. Who's got teeth? James Coburn or Bert Lancaster? Okay, hang on. I gotta Lincoln do one. Star. <laughs> James Coburn. Oh. Second question. Okay, here we go. Who's got bigger teeth? James Coburn or Burt Lancaster? James Coburn or Burt Lancaster? Bigger teeth. I think Coburn does. I think Burt's are whiter and um, I think he has a better smile, but I think Coburn has like teeth like a fucking shark or something. Yeah, Coburn is like a, um, who does he, God, he does have some choppers. I bet he had bad breath. <laughs> There's got to be a lot of bacteria hiding behind those things. Remember he's eating a sandwich in that uh, Charles Bronson <laughs> movie where the Bronson's the bare knuckle fighter. And uh, it's it's just, it's like he gets a great big bite of the sandwich and it's almost like he's got a big chaw of tobacco and he, he has it in his cheek and he's trying to talk and smile with that big fucking glob it's, it's awesome. funny he's like it's like L lee marvin was already kind of a caricature looking guy and like james coburn looks like a caricature of <laughs> oh man yeah i go i go coburn and his teeth probably smelled bad too all right here we go Question number three. Who's gotten fatter? Steven Seagal or Val Kilmer? Seagal. Who's gotten what? Fatter. Fat. I thought Seagal he said better. Kilmer. Well, Val's skinny now. Uh, yeah, because Val lost weight. Yeah, That's why he's going been sick. Uh, yeah, Seagal's a fucking... <laughs> With his battle armor or whatever yeah. the fuck he wears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> number four. Who's the better actor? Mark Wahlberg or a pile of shit? <laughs> pile of shit. Tom? Pile of shit. I don't like him. That's an easy one. I think we all know and that. the classic question. If you had to fuck any male actor, who would it be and why? <laughs> if, <laughs> my answer is Lance Henriksen. No. Yeah. He looks like he could keep a secret. 
No. Um. Fuck any. Hang on. Let me let me see if there's more to this. Hang on. Lance Henderson oh, doesn't count. Yeah. So go to work then. All right. So, anyone male actor, and why? I think we both answered this one before. Did we? In a way. Clooney. Yeah, because b- both of us kind of goo gooed over Clooney one day. Yeah, but I don't think I'd <laughs> for, like male crush. Fuck. I have like maybe like a main crush on Clooney, but I don't think I'd want to fuck Clooney. I I, I I think I'd like to have a threesome with him and a chick. And, you know, I'm thinking. Of, I'm trying to think of actors that are like, like, because body hair really be very grosses feminine. me out. Yeah, I need a, I need a pretty boy with like it, that at least waxes his chest. Oh, <laughs> See, I'm like, like thinking, just, and even like when I think, uh, it's just not like. I don't know. Are we thinking too much about this? Uh, <laughs> well, you have to have the why though. Are there any? Actors that are good looking. Dude. Um, fuck an act, famous actor that's a dude. Are there any that can pass for like a woman? Uh, Edwidge and the Angry Inch. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Bowie. <laughs> no. um, I don't know. Maybe Ewan McGregor. Okay, Ewan McGregor has a has a big cock. He has a nice. He has that. a nice smile. <laughs> uh, and I think he'd be funny. Like if I was in about, prison, and like you know, like a cellmate, and you were just kind of like, "Fuck it, I'm here forever." I'd still jack off like a lot, but I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's you and McGregor. I just think I we can talk about um, motorcycles. <laughs> we'll go. To, I'll either go Henry Cavill from earlier, just because I said it already, yeah, there you go. or maybe uh, I don't know. How about Joseph Gordon? What about He's like uh, Carl Weathers? <laughs> no, what do you mean? No, too muscular. Uh, I might like that. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need somebody. I need somebody's like wayfish. He would be my alternative. You, McGregor, and Carl Weathers. <laughs> I'm going Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he's pretty. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, wow. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> okay, let me see what, if there's anything else here. I'll talk to you soon, Rolf Ut. Rolf is dann mal weg. I have no idea what that last thing. Let's see if I can do. Rolf Ut, or as we say in German, Rolf is dann mal weg. That's a lot of words for. It's a kind of gibberish. I always. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that. I always thought Ut was German anyway. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. The dictionary. Mother. All right. Thank you, Rolf, for that. Epic feedback. All right, we got one more here. Hey, yo.
greatest human being of all time. You know, me being sly, I don't need to be humble, you know. I'm sly. Well, you know, I've got bad muscles, you know. I can lose 500 pounds with my cock, you know. Once I fuck 22 women at a time, you know. I have a huge fat cock, you know. Lots of muscles in my cock. Worked it out every day for hours, you know. Well, but enough of me, sly. Great human being of all times. So, me being sly, you being silver and gold. Oh, this sly gold movie. Oh, sly silver movie. <laughs> for me, all my movies were sly gold movies. Oh, gotta do some lifting now. You know, working on muscles and shit. <laughs> 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 I think Sly's working on a on a foreign feature oh. right now. He's he's practicing his foreign accent. Yeah, so. well, geez, he's versatile. I, I, I'm shocked. Yeah, uh, that's almost what he sounded like in the new uh, Creed movie. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss you, Polly. Polly. All right, that's it for Feedsack. Thank you, Sly and Rolf and Matt. So you can always send us Feedsack to 206-339-1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. You can send emails or MP3s to that, by the way. Um, Find our show on iTunes and Stitcher and I think. (laughs) I should really check that so I can be sure that it's Stitcher. Um, Let me see. Stitcher... I spelled it wrong. Radio. I wonder if you can do that online. Stitcher.com. Listen. Oh my God, it's not doing anything. What? I don't know. I'm just, I click on listen and nothing happens. Oh. Thanks, Stitcher. <laughs> Maybe I'll click on top shows and we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. We didn't know it. We've become like really popular in Southeast Asia. <laughs> I mean, Malaysia, so but you know. For, yeah, it was like I could see their top list on Stitcher. We have This American Life, CBS Sports Fantasy Football, The Joe Rogan Experience, Sil- and Silver Sil- and Gold. Wow, look at that. Oh, we're better <laughs> right Joe there. Rogan. <laughs> Did you hear that, Bad James? We are better than Joe Rogan. Hell yeah, everybody knows that. Um, Stitcher and our show uh, are our website at silverandgold.com. And join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups, I think. Is it groups? Yes, facebook.com slash groups slash Silva and Gold, all spelled out. Hey, we've been on longer today than usual. We've been having some uh, tight shows, but we got a little bloated today. Yeah, well, we had an impromptu thing where I had to... Giggity. And we talked about wrestling. Yeah, wrestling for our wrestling fans. We covered a lot of stuff. We... uh, not sure what we're covering yet. Might be driver. Might not. You got to join Facebook and see. Might, might not. Um, boogity, boogity. But what's this? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so join the Facebook group and you can maybe chime in and give us some suggestions of what you'd like us to cover as well. Um, I think that's it for this week. Zom, do you have anything else? Nah. Just uh, mm-hmm. everybody hang in there and keep on listening. To it's, this. it's the holidays. Listen so to the show. Above water. Listen to the show and just remember there are famous people out there that are way more miserable than you, just like Zom and I. So, <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Yeah. 
I think I'm going to go to the library. There's a book I want to check out. Do um, they have um, called... whatchamacallits there? Um, what do you call those? Uh, graphic novels and uh, they do. DVDs and books on tape? They do. Damn, and I need to go to the library. I have a, there's a thing called Overdrive where you can check out ebooks from the library cool. too. So you should look into that. It's an app for your iPad. Um, I thought about just buying it because somebody's selling it for a penny for the hardcover version, but there's a book called Men of Tomorrow, Geeks, Gangsters, and the Birth of the Comic Book. Hmm. It's kind of a history of the Golden Age comics and the, you know, uh, Siegel and Schuster and those guys. I need to start reading that preacher. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know what you think because I can send you more. Um, Yeah, I'm going to, they have this book at the library, so I'm going to see if it's any good before I, because it, what bugs me about Amazon is that you can find something for like forty cents, but then they still charge like four bucks shipping. It's like, well, shit, yeah. I could just probably go to a local bookstore, yeah. bookstore and buy it for four bucks. I so. found some DVDs on there. My friend wanted me to get him a um, couple of X Files ones, and they were only a penny, but the shipping's three ninety nine. So yeah, it's like, and and, and it's every single right. one. They don't combine. Right. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm gonna check that out, and I'll, I'll report back. So I've been uh, after watching a lot of the Flash this week. Uh, I caught up on the flat, the Flash, and it made me want to go read. And I, I started actually. I, I, re, I started reading um, Cavalier and Clay, Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay again. And um, that covers. That's like that takes place right at the beginning of the Golden Age of comics, like like 1940 is when it takes place. And the, these kids are making a comic book character to kind of compete with Superman. So it's a really good book if you've never read it. But I've been rereading that, so it's kind of caught me in this golden age mood. So, but I'm gonna check that out. Men of Tomorrow, Geeks, Gangsters, and the Birth of Comic Book. I'll report back. So. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got. I'm un- I unloaded. I'm spent. I unloaded. I am spent as well. I'm gonna go to the brewery. Yeah. Um, until next time, then. This is a loaf. Zamas outus. Bye bye us. Thank <laughs> you.